Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. Welcome, dear listeners, to this Halloween special edition of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guests are Chad Eric Smith a super talented actor who is the star of the excellent web series Counselor, which was nominated for a Titan Arts Award and a ghost tour guide in D.C. near the White House. And he is also the star of the short vampire film Dark Therapy. My other guest is screen queen Genevieve Rossi, who has many horror films in the works and who writes for U.K horror scene, and the digital dead. You can check out Chad at www.dcghosttours.com and Genoviva at www.ukhorrorscene.com. And remember, if you want to be in the know about this show, find us on Facebook at the Inside Acting Radio Show listeners and guests group. So I see that uh, at least Genoviva's on the line. So let me go ahead and bring her on in. Good evening. Hey, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me on. It's Genevieve Rossi here. Happy Halloween, Absolutely. everybody. Okay, so let me bring on Chad. Good evening, Chad. Hey, how you doing? All right, man, I'm good. Okay, so uh, uh, Genevieve, meet Chad. Chad, meet Genevieve. Hi, Chad. Hi, nice to meet you, Genevieve. Nice to meet you, too. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So I'm going to jump right in. So, uh, Genevieve, tell me what's unique about your upcoming film, Twin Carnation. Oh, well, that's a really exciting one because um, friend Doug Kaufman is directing that. It's an award-winning script. We'll be shooting that out in Ohio um, next year. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be working with some of my favorite actors in the whole entire world, uh, Lynn Lowry, who is in David Cronenberg's Shivers, and Bill Oberst Jr., who's in, I think, 150, 200 uh, horror films. And we all have the same uh, manager, Matt Chasen. Um, and it's going to be a super exciting film. My friend Bob Sachi's in it. Um, my friend KJ Hopkins in it, a whole bunch of Mel Heflin, a whole bunch of super talented people. Um, and I play a psychic in it, which is going to be really cool for me. I'm really excited nice. about the process. Nice. Nice. That's very nice. So that Chad, I know that you do a ghost tour called ghost of Lafayette park, AKA tragedy square. So can you tell me why that area is associated with ghosts? Yeah, well, you know, Lafayette Square is behind the White House, and the White House is the oldest federal building there. Um, so it's very rich uh, in history, but also in paranormal activity. So um, it's my third year giving tours in that area, and for an hour and a half, I uh, walk tours around Lafayette Square, and I tell them the stories about uh, the Dolly Madison House, the mm. uh, St. John's Church, as well as uh, Stephen Decatur House, uh, Henry Rathbone, the man who, along with his fiance, accompanied the Lincolns at the Ford Theater the night Abraham Lincoln was shot, 
And then I tell the history of the White House as well as uh, the various spirits that haunt it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I know that you have uh, actually uh, people from all over the world come there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone comes to D.C. Uh, because of its rich history, um, its architecture, and a lot of free things to do. Now, the Washington, D.C. Ghost Tours is not free, but for an hour and a half, <laughs> you get to learn history and you get to uh, have some fun ghost, ghost stories. Um, so, yeah, I meet people from all over the uh, country and all over the world. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, Genevieve, I'm going to go back to you. So I know you do a lot of uh, conventions, I mean, like the Monsters and Robots and the Scarecon conventions, and you meet, uh, like, a lot of, you know, you know people that have been on many famous horror films, I mean, Sid, Sid Haig and all these guys. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I did uh, Monsters and Robots and actually Scarecon recently with Sid Haig. And he's an amazing actor. I think he's been in like maybe 250 films. He's worked with Pam Greer, Rob Zombie, and so many other people. He's been in television, movies, everything. Um, I actually uh, hosted a panel with him, and I got to ask him a lot of interesting questions about his uh, life as an actor and his extensive career. So that was really, really cool. And then I got to also hang out with uh, Tom Atkins. We were in a film called Apocalypse Kiss together a couple of years ago with Michael Berryman. And that was really, really exciting to actually get to meet uh, Tom Atkins again and see him at the convention and talk about things. And I'm friends with Robert Mukes from House of a Thousand Corpses. He was at both conventions, Scarecon and Monsters and Robots. So it's really a lot of fun um, traveling around the country and the world doing all these different uh, horror conventions and getting to meet the fans and also getting to meet the other uh, horror celebrities. You know, it's, And it's really... Um, the fans are amazing. I'm thankful for everybody that comes out to meet me and um, the other uh, horror personalities. Yeah, yeah, those, those those cons are really big. Oh, absolutely. They're a lot of fun. And recently I was at Walker Stalker where I got to meet uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I've, I grew up as a huge fan of her. She's been playing Elvira for 37 years, so... Yeah. She's definitely reached a lot of people with that character, so that was really cool. Um, and I love doing all the conventions. I have a, a couple that I've already booked uh, for next year, and keeping myself busy. Got films booked for next year. You know, been working on some films now. Got some things booked for next week. Booking some things this week. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, uh, aka Cassandra Peterson. That's Maybe I'll have her on the, for the Halloween special next year. So, Chad, I'm going to go back to you. So I know that the counselor was nominated for a, a Titan Arts Award. So talk again about who you play on that and uh, there's any uh, plans for a second season. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. So, Counselor, uh, it was uh, written and directed by Emmy-nominated producer Harold Jackson III. And it's about a grizzled therapist um, uh, played by, wonderfully, by Curtis Kirk. And Curtis Cook plays uh, Uncle Pete in Marvel's Luke Cage on Netflix, as well nice. as Terry Womack on House of Cards. And he, uh, his character tries to help my character, um, a troubled man by the name of David, who's an alcoholic. And he has to go to eight court-mandated um, therapy sessions or counseling sessions. Uh, because of a uh, of a DUI, 
Um, and so both of these guys are trying to work on their addiction. Uh, and um, But my, my character doesn't even know that his therapist is dealing with addiction as well. So, um, yeah, we shot uh, eight episodes. It's on YouTube. Just look up Counselor by Harold Jackson III. It's eight episodes. It was shot in four days, and um, it got nominated for an Indie Capital Award this year nice. uh, in the best um, in the best uh, web series category. Uh, and it also got nominated in the web series of the year category at the Titan Arts Awards. Awesome, awesome. That's great. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, a few episodes. It's, it's fantastic. So, Genevieve, talk about your pieces you've written for UK Horror Scene and also Digital Dead. That's a good question. Well, let's see. Um, I write every month for UKHorrorScene.com, which is based in England, and I write a feature called Day of, in the Life of a Horror Queen, um, uh, and that's pretty, um, you know, interesting. So every month it's kind of like following my adventures in the horror genre, um, you know, films that I act in, um, horror conventions that I go to, people that I meet on my journeys. It's a, you know, it's a pretty exciting feature. And then when I write for The Digital Dead, which is also based in the U.K., um, that is usually they give me like a specific thing that they want me to cover. Um, I want to correct myself. UK horror scene is called a life and blood tales of a horror queen. That's my monthly feature for UK horror scene. And then when you go to a uh, UK, uh, excuse me, digital dead, which is also UK based, then I have a Genevieve screaming corner. So they're both something that things that pop up every issue. Uh, UK horror com is every month. So you can read a different thing going on in my life every month. Uh, this month, we focus on Herschel Gordon Lewis, who just passed away at the age of 86, and mm. I was honored to be in his last film, Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Mania, which we shot in Calgary, Canada, this past year. Okay. So, yeah, and Herschel Gordon Lewis was a horror director that's been around, I think, since the 60s. He's known mm. for the Gore Gore Girls, Blood Feast, The Wizard of Gore, a whole bunch of horror movies. I was privileged to be in his last film. We didn't realize at the time, of course, it was going to be his last film. And um, we, I did this beautiful article this month I'd love for everyone to check out, highlighting and honoring Herschel Gordon-Lewis's career. So that's what I focus on in that. And then for this issue of the Digital Dead online, I did an article on Death House, a horror film that features me, Sid Haig, Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley, Barbara Crampton, Dee Wallace, uh, Tony Todd. It's uh, like it's being called the Expendables of Horror because just about yeah, anybody wow. that's anyone Tony in the Todd. horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Tony Todd. I just Candy hung out with Tony Todd at, at Scarecon. In fact, he was a really fun guy, actually. Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah. Tony Todd, and then you met uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson. How cool was that? That was my second time being at a convention with Fred the Hammer Williamson. In fact, we were at Newark, New Jersey Comic Con last month, I think it was, and then we end up together at Scaracon. So he's he's fast becoming my best bud. <laughs> he's a really nice guy too. He really um, he's the Hammer is very uh, witty, very funny, great sense of humor, great sense of awesome. humor. And Tony Todd is definitely the life of the party. He's you know we had a lot of fun doing the VIP parties on Friday and Saturday, and he's definitely like a fun, energetic, happy guy. 
Tony Todd, you know, both great yeah, that's personalities. What's up. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So now, Chad, uh, talk about the the suffering and also dark therapy. So, so what's been the fan reaction to those two projects? Um, well, I'll talk about the suffering first, since that's a uh, a little bit more recent. Um, uh-huh. That one uh, was released this year in July. Uh, it screened in a, a couple of theaters in Los Angeles uh, for a couple of weeks, and it been in a uh, several film festivals, but now it is available um, basically on uh, video on demand, uh, on demand, iTunes, Amazon, Hulu, Google Play, Xbox, anything streaming for the most part. And um, I, I shot that film, I did that film back in 2013. It was one of my most fun, uh, enjoyable uh, characters. I play a, a guy named Ahmad, and he's a mysterious drifter. Um, who um, meets the main character, who is um, uh, he's a guy who's fighting for his own sanity uh, when he finds himself trapped on a rural farm inhabited by sinister beings. And there's hmm. this mysterious caretaker, uh, and this guy is on, is, on the, uh, is on this land, and he's trying to appraise the property. And at some point, he, he meets my character, who, uh, who kind of tells him, Everything that is going on, uh, crazy and, and, and scary on on the uh, on the property. So it's a really cool and very smart uh, haunted house type genre. And it's uh, it's directed by Rob Hamilton, uh, Robert Hamilton, and written by Rob Hamilton as well as Marco Scola. And they they are LA based guys, um, but we filmed it in the Baltimore area. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds pretty scary. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a real uh, a fun project. Um, Dark Therapy, um, on the other hand, was more of a comedy uh, with uh, horror elements. Um, I wrote that and also directed it. So it was the first time I wore multiple hats, writing it, directing it, and starring as the uh, the lead character. Um, I play uh, a vampire who fears blood, and so he <laughs> seeks psychiatric treatment. And uh, it was a fun um, fun short comedy people can watch it on dark uh watch it on facebook if they type in dark therapy and um uh screened it at multiple uh film festivals uh including at the indie cap uh indie night film festival in la the chinese theater um which was pretty pretty cool for my directorial debut to be screened at the famous chinese theater on the hollywood walk of fame um and it won a few awards as well so um, it's a, a little eight comedy that I'm really proud of. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so Chad, I'm gonna stay with you. So this is the part of the interview we're gonna get into some uh, some fun questions here. So kind of think about this a little bit. So in the spirit of Halloween, have you ever had any real life experiences with the paranormal? You know, um, I could ask that question a lot since I am a ghost tour guide and uh, I often tell them that when my grandfather passed away um, I believe I was a, a junior or a senior in high school um, he, he he passed away very suddenly in his apartment in his condo and mm. we went to go kind of clear out his uh, his condo we uh, as we were driving away I remember looking out of my window of my car and looking up at a, at a window of the apartment building, and I swear I saw him staring out of the window looking at us. He was wearing glasses. He was uh, mm. topless. 
the same same way he was when he died. And uh, it was very eerie to see uh, see him staring off at us as we drove off. I didn't tell my mother uh, right away because, you know, her father had just passed away, so I didn't want to mm-hmm. come off uh, insensitive. But it was certainly uh, something that I always remember because it was very uh, – uh, very startling, very creepy. Wow, wow, that's 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 wow. So, uh, Genevieve, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the same question. Oh, can you repeat the question then? Yeah, that's uh, have you had any real life experiences with the paranormal? Oh, that's a good question. Well, what do you mean by paranormal? We could say ghosts. We could say like psychic um, phenomena. Okay, let's, let's stick with. Uh, uh, psychic? Could you read uh, tarot cards? Yeah, because it's such a it's such a broad term. Um, yeah, well, I'm a tarot card reader. I also read palms and runes. I'm actually booked at quite a few events coming up, in fact, for the Halloween season. And I've had a lot of instances where I've done readings for people where um, I've spoken to people that have crossed over in the person's life. Um, I've also had a lot of uh, readings with people that came true, you know, startlingly uh, true, you know, within a very short period of time of doing the reading, you know, where people are going to get a new job or meet a new significant other or have a big change in their life, you know, in a short period of time. And, you know, sometimes I do the readings for people. It's kind of interesting. And they're like, nah, that's not going to happen. And then you hear back from them like a couple of days later and they're like, wow. It all happened just as you said. Wow, you know. Hmm. So, so that's interesting in that regard. And then I remember uh, one particular uh, event that I did out here. I had done a psychic fair, and I all that day I just kept on getting so many people that had lost loved ones who wanted to communicate through their readings. So that was really really intense. That having all these people that had crossed over trying to be part of the tarot card reading and trying to communicate to their loved ones that are alive presently. Hmm. You know, Genevieve, I've always wondered, uh, people that read tarot cards, I mean, it, I, I suppose you could predict your own future. I mean, how does that work? Have you ever tried that? I think it's very difficult sometimes to predict your own future um, because it's hard to be objective about um, your own fortune, you know, you might kind of read into it a little bit. It's sort of like being your own therapist. Most therapists go to another therapist for advice. And, you know, I'm I'm sure there's nothing wrong with doing your own cards a little bit, but if you want to have a really objective kind of reading, a lot of times it's a lot better to go to someone else and kind of get that because it's really difficult to divorce yourself emotionally from the reading that you're doing. You know, so yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, they usually, f- readers frown upon doing readings for themselves um, because it is so hard to divorce yourself emotionally from the reading. Whereas when you're reading for someone else, um, you're much more objective when it comes to that. You know? Uh, for my own life, I usually am guided more by my dreams. Um, really? By tarot cards. Yeah, so I do keep like a dream journal. I do write down a lot of my dreams, and I do often find that my dreams tend to forecast my future. Now, I would also say, too, that I personally consider myself to be an intuitive person, and I use the tarot cards merely as a tool. But in my day-to-day life, I tend to follow my own instincts and make decisions very quickly 
and move forward very quickly um, in things that I do in my life. And then I have to, so I feel like my intuition is something that certainly guides my life. And then the tarot cards when I'm reading other people are merely a tool that I use, you know? Hmm. Wow. That's very yeah. interesting. So Chad, I'm, I'm going to go back to you then. So, so do you use anything like that? You know, like, uh, the uh, uh, horoscope or, or crystal balls or, you know, uh, meditation? <laughs> no, you know, I never, um, I never really got into the whole horoscope, uh, uh, horoscope thing. Um, but I do think that dreams um, can be uh, heightened intuition. Um, mm. So I certainly um, try to be cognizant of the type of dreams that I have and, and to really meditate on what the meanings are. Sometimes I think the meanings can be very arbitrary, uh, just kind of, you know, electric circuits in your brain saying random things. But sometimes I think it can be um, signs of things to uh, to to consider, um, whether it be premonitions or whether it be things that are happening currently in your life uh, that you need to pay a little bit more attention to. Um, so... Yeah, that's probably about the most that I do. Um, but when it comes to, uh, um, you know, like, zodiac signs and horoscopes, I don't really get too much into that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So also in the spirit of Halloween, Genevieve, I'm going to go back to you. So I don't know if you're big on Halloween parties or anything like that, but what would be your favorite Halloween costume? Well, that's a good question. Um, my favorite Halloween costume, I am big on Halloween. Um, this year, I am so booked up on things. Um, right now, I'm going to be doing, you know, tarot card reading at a couple events, and I'm filming two uh, movies, and I'm actually going to be doing Edgar Allan Poe readings at nice. uh, Cedar and Nyack. Um, so, gee, for me, um, what would be a great Halloween costume? Hmm. Uh, well, I, I guess I always like witches. I always kind of, <laughs> like, I identify very strongly, I guess, with witches, sorceresses, and, like, these uh, female magical figures. So I think I'm going to say witch. I like witches. <laughs> nice. Chad, how about you? Um, can you, can you repeat that? Yeah, what, what would be your favorite Halloween costume? Man, I've played so many things. Like, one time I played Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> right? I played Edward Scissorhands, but instead of him being from the suburbia or, or, you know, in the suburbia area, he was urban. So I had him, like, a gold chain on and saggy pants. <laughs> but, um, you know, the past few years, I've done the whole vampire route just because, you know, when I played Dark Therapy, I had some of the, the leftover uh, costume pieces. So I had, the, you know, the white, the white contacts and the custom things. Um, so I always think, you know, <laughs> kind of the, uh, the undead type characters are fun. Yeah, the mumbo sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's uh, kind of get back into the performing world and talk a little bit about the director. So, Genevieve, I'm going to start with you. So what, what director, I'll say a famous director, living or dead, would you just love to work with? That's a good question. Well, I'm going to name two 
people I would love to work with. One is Dario Argento, and he's alive, and he's in Italy, and I love his horror films. I grew up loving them, and I still love them. And I guess the other, the second one would be Rob Zombie. Um, yeah. Because uh, those are two directors I just would love with. They both have really unique styles, but they have huge cult followings, and they're both awesome in their own way. Okay, Chad, what are two uh, directors you would like to work with? First two that come to mind, uh, first Tim Burton. I really like kind of his whimsical style. One of my favorite actors is uh, Johnny Depp. And, um, of course, they collaborate on several films. So, uh, you know, I like those films that are, you know, you got Sweeney Todd and Edward hand. Films that have dark undertones but also uh, have dark humor as well. Um, and then another director that I'm really a fan of is uh, David Fincher. Uh, he doesn't really yeah. do straight-out horror films, but um, he certainly does films that can be very dark in tone. Um, things, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more psychological thrillers, um, things like that. So, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, his film Seven, for example, uh, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. And uh, I enjoyed uh, Fight Club. That's uh, another good one. Uh, and Zodiac is another one. So I think that uh, his style of uh, uh, filmmaking is, is very suspenseful. It has a thriller element. Um, it has a dark element. It's really... Uh, rooted in uh, realism, um, and uh, I, I think that's one thing that I, I appreciate the most from films that can kind of spook you a bit is uh, when it feels like it's rooted in reality a bit. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Dilaviva, I'm gonna go back to you. What to you is scarier? Uh, horror film that is more the slasher type. Or more the the horror film that kind of plays with your mind, sort of the Edgar Allan Poe style, the the suspenseful style. Which one do you think is scarier? Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you know, I don't know if I find the, the Edgar Allan Poe like Roger Corman kind of style particularly scary, but it is very cerebral. It is very intellectual. And it is so creative, poetic, and beautiful. That's why I'm doing these Edgar Allan Poe readings actually uh, next Thursday on uh-huh. the Hayek Theater. I'll be reading a couple poems. But for me, I don't know, maybe the gory slasher films. Like, you know, for me, some of the most frightening films are like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Friday the 13th. You know, that feeling of isolation kind of being on your own. It's like this Darwinism, survival of the fittest. You know, um, you phasing off against this ultimate psychopath, you know, that's trying to kill you, you know? Yeah. That, to me, I think is a very frightening premise. You know, it's very primal, you know? Mm. So, that, to me, I think is a bit more horrifying. Although, um, I'm a really a big fan of both the Edgar Allan Poe kind of uh, things and also the slasher films. I have, uh, you know, varying interests in horror films. I love uh, horror comedies. I love the Roger Corman movies. I love Vincent Price. But then I also love these, uh, you know, these kind of like slasher films that we saw, especially in the 70s and 80s, and they're still making today, you know. Hmm. Okay, Chad, I'm going to throw that question on you. So what, what's scarier to you, the, the, the psychological type uh, horror films or the slasher films? You know, I was thinking about that, and maybe the slasher films might be scarier to me, and that might, that might be why I avoid them. <laughs> uh, mm. but, but 
but the ones that I enjoy the most, um, the ones that I actually will actually go to see, I think I think those kind of scare me on a deeper level um, because I actually go and I consume it, and then it can kind of kind of stay with me. So it's kind of interesting. They they do different things. Uh, the slasher films they they, they they do it in a way that's a little bit more surreal, and uh, you know I don't leave the theater thinking I'm gonna end up getting cut up by some clown or something like that. Although <laughs> in the D.C. area there has been some recent sightings. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I, I think the ones that are a little bit more cerebral um, are just are more enjoyable on multiple levels, um, and often those are the kind that um, uh, uh, cause me a little bit more paranoia. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to throw this this question out here about um, this whole idea of just staying busy and just staying hungry. So, Chad and and Genevieve, I know that both of you are very, very talented, very, very busy, and you just do a lot of different roles. So, Chad, just talk about... What's the key to this booking so many different roles? And not only so many different roles, but I also know that you do uh, you do lectures, you do a little bit of everything. So what's been the key for you for just being just so busy and so much in demand? Well, lately I've, I find that social media has been very helpful to me. Um, I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and most of all, Facebook. Um, I can be found on Facebook. Um, at Chad Eric Smith, on Twitter at Chad Eric Smith, and on Instagram at I am Chad Eric Smith, and I try to stay um, uh, pretty active as far as just posting things that I'm doing, uh, more things that I've done. Having a very strong demo reel that shows and highlights my versatility as an actor has been very helpful. Um, and a lot of the roles that I've gotten in the past few years has been on the strength of um, past performances. Um, that has been highlighted in my demo reel. Um, so that's certainly one thing I would tell an actor is to um, uh, is to have a really good demo reel. And um, and then, you know, networking outside of social media, but just going to screenings and, uh, and just reaching out to other uh, actors, producers, writers, and directors. And that often uh, uh, brings up um, uh, more opportunities um, and uh, more gigs. Um, next week I'll be traveling back to my alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh at Greensburg, which is a pretty cool honor because that is where I uh, fell in love with acting um, as a stage actor um, over a decade ago. And uh, so I'll be going back to uh, screen both Dark Therapy and The Suffering and to do kind of a inside the actor's studio style interview uh, with nice. my former professor uh, with the students. Um, so yeah, social media is kind of uh, letting people know that I'm, I'm that I'm constantly doing things, and it, it's kind of like a snowball. You know, you, you you say that you're doing something, and then people want to work with you as a result, and uh, and vice versa. Awesome, awesome. So Genevieve, I'm gonna go to you. So like, I know on IMDb you've got at least I lost count. It must have been six or seven projects that are like pre-production, post-production, completed. I mean, it's like, it's just crazy. So what's been the key for you for uh, getting to so many jobs? 
Well, I think I have 18 films in production right now and a couple, maybe four or something like that are pre-production and I'm up to like 84 IMDb credits. Wow. And I guess for me, um, work begets work. So I tend to work with the same directors repeatedly. You know, I've worked with some directors four or six times. And then I'm always adding new directors uh, to be working with. And then I often get a lot of referrals. It's work begets work. I keep really busy. Everybody seems to be really satisfied with my work ethic and my performances. And that leads to more work. Um, and that's really yeah. been like such a blessing. Cause I am very easy to work with. Um, I, I'm a very hard worker. Um, like for instance, um, I'm doing this theater piece on Edgar Allan Poe and that came up because last year I did a play called Harlots and Heresy that I was a lead in. So the theater group kept me in mind for when they had their next play. And the same thing works out with my film work. Um, I do one film for somebody, and then the next time they have a film that I'm a good match for a part, I'm kept in mind for that. And then I'm also very thankful to have my manager, Matt Chasen, who also manages Lynn Lowry and Bill Overs Jr. and a whole bunch of other people, you know, keeping his eyes peeled for any kind of work that maybe I didn't hear about, you know, or that, um, you know, in networking on my behalf. Also, like um, Chad had said, I go to a lot of screenings. I go to a lot of networking events. I put myself out there on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Genevieve Rossi, G-E-N-O-V-E-V-A Rossi, R-O-S-S-I. So that's all part of it, you know. And um, when you do good work, you know, people notice you. And I'm sure that's the, that's true of me. I'm sure that's true of uh, Chad. Being busy sure. I think, is a For testimony sure. of your talent, your reliability, you know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we're coming near the end there. So y'all already put out the, your websites and everything like that. And uh, <laughs> so I'll give you this chance. I guess I'll start with you, Chad. Uh, if there's any other projects you want to put out there, anything coming up for, uh, you know, even on into 2017. And this, and also uh, leave us some uh, inspirational words of wisdom for uh, people getting into the business as well. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to is, um, you know, in the spirit of Halloween, um, is an independent film that uh, we'll be filming in Canada, um, hopefully in the next couple months, called An Accidental Zombie Named Ted. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, written and directed by Ann Wells. And uh, um, we have uh, Naomi Grossman, um, who is in uh, American Horror Story, um, as well as uh, Michael, J., uh, uh, Michael J. White, who played Spawn. Uh, he's in it as well. Nice. Um, so, so I'm really excited about that one. Um, in that awesome. one, I'll play a a werewolf who has alopecia, <laughs> so he can't grow any hair. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a comedy, and it kind of kind of goes back to um, my interest in characters whose uh, where the humor is rooted in irony. Um, so, so that one I'm, I'm really excited about. And um, I have yeah. a couple other um, short films, but. Um, and I'm writing a time travel piece that I just actually just finished a time travel film. So I'm looking forward to uh, filming that soon. Um, as far as yeah. inspirational, uh, one of my favorite uh, actors is Denzel Washington. And uh, I saw him speaking to a group of uh, young actors. And he once said that true desire of the heart 
For anything good is God's proof to you, sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. Claim it. And um, I just really like the idea that if something you want, something you desire, and you have good intentions, um, then it's already yours. You just have to um, do the hard work, uh, be disciplined and consistent, and uh, uh, it'll come true. Man, that that's that's fantastic. So, uh, Chad, you, you talk about a werewolf losing his hair. I mean, a vampire afraid of blood. What's next? A uh, a mummy afraid of bandages. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, a mummy who runs out of toilet. A, run, a, running, uh, a, a mummy who runs out of toilet paper. That'd be a good one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic, fantastic. So, Genevieve, so let's talk about some of your big projects for uh, next year, and also word of wisdom. Okay, well, um, look for next year Death House. Look for next year Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Mania. Uh, right now, you could look for Apocalypse Kiss, which was just re-released. I'm in that with uh, Tom Atkins and Michael Berryman and DC Douglas. Look for next year 100 Acres of Hell with me, Ernie O'Donnell, and Gene Snitsky. Um, look for a whole bunch of films with me. I'm even currently shooting right now something called Mr. Bones, which is a short film that may be turn into more than that about an enchanted doll so i'm really excited about that one um i have a bunch of films coming up so definitely you know check out my imdb check out my website genevieverossi.com for updates check me out on imdb and i would say for someone going into acting um be prepared to work hard it's harder than you ever think it's going to be and a lot less glamorous but if you have a really good um, head on your shoulders and a good work ethic, then it might be a good fit for you, you know? But be prepared to work hard. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Genevieve Chad, it's been a real pleasure. I, I really enjoyed this interview. Yeah, thank, thank you for, you for having, having me. me. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks again. Okay, y'all have a great night. Happy Halloween. You too. All right. Good night. Okay, folks, I'll just leave you with this thought of doing something for your career every day and breaking a leg. But before I let you go, I'm going to play Ethereal, which was actually written by uh, Chad Eric Smith. And after that, uh, Niera Solaris, uh, a young emerging artist, has a song called Ascension. You'll hear that. And we'll just wrap up uh, with a word from D.C. Metro Theater Art. So I just wish everybody a, a great night. Break legs, everybody.
this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com. That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com. 